0: Have you ever wondered what it means to truly follow God? How do you have quiet time with God? What does it mean to develop a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and how do you flourish in that relationship? My name is Chris Holland. Digging Deeper starts now. Friends, I want to welcome you to Digging Deeper. This program is dedicated to seeing individuals like you finding a quality relationship with Jesus Christ by digging deeper in His Word. I want to encourage you, if you want more resources to dig deeper into the Bible, to go to www.awr.org forward slash Bible. As we talk about this whole idea of a personal relationship with Jesus, I'm reminded of a story, really, an event. Here in the United States, we have football. Now, I know there are many of you watching around the world. When I refer to football, we think of what in America we call soccer. But I want to talk about American football. I want to talk about the Green Bay Packers. On December the 26th, 1960, at Franklin Field in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, it was the NFL championship, as it was called at that time. And there, the Green Bay Packers were taking on the Philadelphia Eagles, and it was a game of games. It was a battle back and forth and back and forth. Now, As the game was coming to the end in the fourth quarter, and of course in American football, there are four quarters. As it was coming to the end, the Green Bay Packers were trailing the Philadelphia Eagles, but they had the ball. And they were advancing along the lines, going further and further and further. And then, with just a few seconds left, the Green Bay Packers called their last timeout. Bart Starr was the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, and a man by the name of Jim Taylor was the running back. And as they ran the last play, Bart Starr handed the football to Jim Taylor, and Jim Taylor was tackled just short of the goal line. Time expired, and the Philadelphia Eagles won the game. A man by the name of Vince Lombardi, from whom the NFL trophy is now named, the Lombardi Trophy, was the coach of the Green Bay Packers. After the game, it's reported that in the locker room, as Coach Lombardi began sharing with his team, he said these words, this will never happen again. You will never lose a championship. Now the next season, as Vince Lombardi began the practices, he did something very interesting. It was a practice that he would follow for the rest of his career. He gathered the team around, a group of professional football players. And as he gathered them around, he pulled out a football and he said, gentlemen, this is a football. Some of you might laugh and say, well, that's kind of silly. They all know that it's a football. But the point that Vince Lombardi was making was he needed to get back to the very basics, the very fundamentals of the game before he could build on that very foundational principle that that was a football. And I believe that today as we study a passage of scripture, Jesus himself is helping us to understand the foundations. Could it be that the success in leading a Christ-centered life, the success of having a relationship with Jesus is found in some very basic fundamentals? I want us to explore some biblical metaphors that will help us understand, that will help us understand what God is trying to teach us in the very foundations of his faith, of our faith. And those two metaphors are seemingly opposite of one another. Those two metaphors are sitting and walking. I want you to come back in time with me to a little village, not too far from Jerusalem, the village of Bethany. There in Bethany, Jesus had friends, Mary and Martha and Lazarus. It is the same Lazarus that Jesus would later raise from the dead. But in Luke, the 10th chapter, beginning in verse 38, we have an interesting story there in Luke 10 and verse 38. Jesus has come to the little town of Bethany and there he goes to visit the home of Mary and Martha and Lazarus. And as they get there, we find one of these basic fundamentals. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. The Bible says, Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken from her. You see, I want you to come back to that, that event in history. I want you to imagine that you were there in the home with Mary and Martha it appears, for whatever reason, that Martha was not necessarily expecting Jesus at the time he came, or that somehow Jesus had surprised them by coming earlier, whatever the case may be, whether this was a surprise visit or Jesus came earlier. Martha was scattered, she was fixing things, and who would blame her? There, Jesus who many of them had recognized at that point as the Messiah was in her home. While Martha was distracted by serving and getting things ready for Jesus, her younger sister Mary, the Bible says, sat at the feet of Jesus. And there while she sat at the feet of Jesus, she heard his word. It is a fascinating development. Martha is serving. Mary is sitting. At some point in the serving that Martha was doing, she noticed that Mary was sitting. And in noticing that Mary was sitting, very clearly she becomes agitated. She comes to Jesus and she asks Jesus, and actually in the original Greek, she commands Jesus to have Mary help her. And Jesus then said those words, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. One thing. And Mary has chosen that good part. What was the one thing that Jesus was communicating was more important than anything else? and that is to sit at the feet of Jesus. I don't want you to miss out, and I'm going to draw this all together in a few moments, but Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. This indicates that Mary had a specific place in which she was sitting and a specific time in which she was sitting. And she was hearing the words from Jesus. The word there here in the original Greek, it conveys the idea of comprehending and having understanding. It wasn't a casual listening, but she was actually ingesting what she was hearing, comprehending it and applying it and learning. Standing in contradistinction from Mary is Martha, who is distracted. And Jesus teaches this essential principle foundational to having a faith and a relationship with him, and that is we must sit and hear the words of Jesus. But I said we were going to look at two different metaphors. I want us to go back further in time to another metaphor, and this metaphor, like I said, is seemingly opposite of the metaphor of sitting. I want us to go back to Genesis chapter 5, and I want you To take note there in Genesis chapter 5 of a man by the name of Enoch. There in Genesis chapter 5, verses 21 to 24, what does the Bible say? Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. After he begot Methuselah, Enoch, the Bible says, walked with God. How long did he walk with him? He walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not. For God took him walking. What does it mean to walk with God? Genesis chapter 6 and verse 9 speaks of Noah, a just man, perfect in his generations. And what does the Bible there say about Noah, who is a just man and perfect in his generations? Noah walked with God. What does it mean to walk with God? The psalmist writes in Psalm 86 and verse 11, Psalm 86 and verse 11, what does the psalmist say about this whole idea of, Of walking? Psalm 86 and verse 11. What does the Bible say? The Bible says this. Teach me your way, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. Sitting and walking. Sitting at the feet of Jesus signifies hearing what he has to say. But walking with God, walking with Jesus, signifies the idea of talking. You know, my wife and I on every morning go and we walk together. And while we're walking, we talk to one another. While we're walking, we adjust speed, so we're walking at the same pace. While we're walking, we challenge one another. In the same way, to walk with God is, in principle, talking with God, allowing God to challenge you, aligning your... Self with God. In the military, they refer to this as lockstep. Uh, in, it is in marching where everyone is moving in the same way at the same time. What does it mean to walk with God? God desires that we would be one unit with Him. And this happens through first hearing and then walking. And so now in our time having left, utilizing these two metaphors, the question is, how do we sit and how do we walk? What does it mean to sit? It means to hear the word of God. How is it that we hear the word of God? There are several different types of hearing the word of God. First, there is the private hearing of the word of God. What does it mean for private hearing? That means, my dear friends, you are taking time to privately, on your own, study and read and hear the word of God. Acts chapter 17 and verse 11 says this about a group of individuals that studied the word of God. Acts chapter 17 and verse 11. What does the Bible say? These Were more fair minded than those in Thessalonica. Who was he speaking of? He was speaking of the individuals in the town of Berea, the Bereans. That they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. You see, the Bereans searched the scriptures daily. My dear friends, we need to daily be searching the scripture. Daily we need to be reading the scriptures. Uh, The late Ravi Zacharias said these words, and they are powerful words for us to consider today. Many years ago, God reached down to me as a teenager in a hospital bed in India with a page from the Gospel of John The book of books is a mirror for the soul and a map for life, meeting our deepest hungers for love, truth, justice, and forgiveness. As you read it, you will find it reading you. I encourage you to let it fill your soul. And a man by the name of Nick Hall, who is the founder of an organization here in the United States called Year of the Bible, said this, everything about our faith is built on the Scripture. But so many of our lives are not. We live our lives based off of good ideas or good talks. Even going to church isn't enough. If you go to church and all you do is listen to podcasts, you're missing out. You need daily bread. God wants to speak to you. My dear friends, daily we need to take time in his word. Some may ask, how do I daily take time? I don't even know, Pastor Holland, how to do that. Friends, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to begin very simply. Begin in one of the Gospels. I would recommend Mark or John. And there begin reading. How much do you read? Read a portion of the scripture each day. Maybe it's a few verses. Maybe it's an entire chapter. And then for me personally, I have a little notebook. And I take time then to reflect on that which I have read. I I take time and I, I ask myself questions. What does this passage say? What is the passage saying to me? And what is Jesus' invitation to me through this passage? You see, how do we sit at the feet of Jesus? By hearing his word through the study of scripture. But the scriptures also talk about something else quite interesting. The scriptures speak of the public Reading or public hearing of the word. Paul, in instructing the young preacher Timothy, had this to say in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 13. What does the Bible say? The Bible says, as Paul instructs Timothy, till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. What does that mean? You see, my dear friends, in the New Testament times, many individuals couldn't read. And so they were dependent upon others to read the word of God. And so there is an aspect of our spiritual growth that happens through the reading or more importantly, the hearing audibly of the word of God. Throughout the Bible, Moses in Deuteronomy 31, Joshua in Joshua 8, Josiah in 2 Kings 23, Ezra in Ezra chapter 8, and Jesus in Luke chapter 4, there was public reading of the scriptures. Now, when I talk about the public reading of scriptures, let me be very clear. I want to differentiate this from preaching. You see, preaching the word of God is someone delivering a message with their thoughts about the scripture. The public hearing of scripture is you listening to the Word of God read. And in this day and age, it is so easy to find audio Bibles. It is so easy to find those audio Bibles on many of the apps that are available on smartphones. But my dear friends, when we hear something, Often we notice things differently than if we're simply reading. And I will tell you in my own devotional practice, I have begun to listen to the Bible all the way through. And it is a fascinating thing that as I just listen, rather than read, I'm noticing things that I've never noticed before. Once again, Nick Hall, the founder of Year in the Bible, says this fascinating statement. I've spent the majority of my life not loving the Bible. I think we've taught people that to go to church, to love good music and good preaching, but most of us have not been taught to love the Bible and read the Bible on our own. It's almost like this foundational part of our faith that we're missing. My dear friends, we need to read and study the Bible on our own, but we need to hear the word. Many of us are fortunate to live in countries where we can do this, But throughout time, Satan has done all he can to eliminate this book. You think back in time, during the French Revolution, the Bible was banned. The Bible was burned. The Roman Catholic Church banned the Bible during that time. The French Revolution was motivated by atheism And it denies the God who gave his word. Roman Catholicism, on the other hand, denies the word which tells us about the God who gave us. That word. My dear friends... There is this important aspect of sitting and hearing the word of God throughout the centuries. And we know this time as the dark ages. The word of God was seemingly snuffed out, but there were people like the Waldenses in the 11th century who trained up young missionaries and through their university experience and the professions that they were trained for, they went out amongst the people and shared the word of God. You see, if we're not reading the Bible, then we don't know what the Bible says. If we're not reading and listening to the Bible, we can begin to incorporate views and ideas into our own life that are entirely unbiblical. And thus, we're led away from the biblical foundations that God has laid for us. My dear friends, in these last days, Satan is not only interested in deceiving the world, but he is interested in deceiving the very elect. And we, the only protection against that deception is the word. The only way we know the words of Jesus is to read his words. The only way we know the words of the prophets is to read the prophets. The only way we know what will happen in the future is to spend time in his word, studying his word, and studying where God is leading us. But what about walking? Sitting. Both the private hearing and study, the public hearing of God's Word. But what about walking? What does this mean to come into alignment with God? How do we come into alignment with God? By talking with Him. How do we talk with God? talk with God through prayer. My dear friends, even Jesus himself prayed. Mark chapter 1 and verse 35, speaking of Jesus says, Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed into the wilderness, into a solitary place. And there he prayed. The psalmist in Psalm chapter 5, in Psalm 5 and verse 3, has these words of admonition for each of us my voice you shall hear in the morning o lord in the morning i will direct it to you and i will look up what does it mean to walk with god to walk with god means to communicate with him to communicate with him through prayer to talk with him but not only is it talking with him but it is listening to him psalm 46:10 says be still And know that I am God. Sitting and walking. We walk with God privately. Personal prayer. But we also walk with God publicly. And there is public prayer. My dear friends, as we journey together in digging deeper, the question I have for you today is, Are you sitting and are you walking? These key essential elements are just as Vince Lombardi said to those group of professional football players, gentlemen, this is a football. Today, as we talk about sitting and walking, Jesus reaches out and says, this is the Bible. Will we sit at the feet of Jesus and hear his word. Will we walk with him and talk with him so we are in constant alignment with him? My dear friends, over the course of the next weeks, there is a transition that is happening. My good friend, Cami Utman, the speaker for Unlocking Bible Prophecies, has begun a weekly study to help you. To learn how to sit at the feet of Jesus and to walk with him. And that study will be taking the place of digging deeper. And so I want you to go right now to www.awr.org forward slash prophecies. That will link you directly to the Unlocking Bible Prophecies YouTube page. There I want you to subscribe. I want you to click on that little bell next to it so you'll be notified of new videos. And Cammy will be leading you on this journey of knowing Jesus more as the scriptures are unlocked and you come face to face with Jesus who loves you and wants you to sit at his feet and walk with him. And then in just a few short weeks, On October the 3rd, Unlocking Bible Prophecies 2.0 will begin. This special 14-day program will be an intensive in studying God's word. My dear friends, Jesus wants you to sit at his feet and hear his word. Jesus wants you to walk hand in hand with him and talk with him pray and I am appealing to each of you to make a decision today to have a lifetime of sitting and walking with him. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that you have given us your word that we can sit at your feet and then in turn walk with you. Please help us, Lord, to continually sit and walk day by day, growing closer to your son, Jesus. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. My dear friends, again, I want to remind you right now, don't hesitate. Go to www.awr.org forward slash prophecies. Sign up for Unlocking Bible Prophecies so you might continue your journey into truth. Because the truth seeker's journey never ends. Keep sitting at the feet of Jesus and hearing his word. Keep walking with him by praying. My dear friends, Jesus is longing for you to enter to this eternal relationship with him of sitting and walking. So my dear friends, God bless all of you. For the last time I say to you, continue to dig deep in God's word. God bless all of you and continue to follow him.
1: Enjoyed listening to the end-time prophetic events. Whether you've never before opened a Bible or have been studying it all your life, you'll gain new insights from this series. By looking at Revelation and Daniel as well as other books of the Bible, you'll find that the Bible itself clearly unlocks the mysteries of Bible prophecies. This will transform what may feel like a confusing book into something clear and understandable. If you want to learn more Bible truth, or ask a Bible question, or perhaps find freedom, healing, and hope in Jesus, please give us a call. Our WhatsApp number is plus We are certain that you'll gain a deeper understanding of Jesus' love for you and emerge with an even closer relationship with Him. For more information, visit us on the web at bible.awr.org or send us an email at bible.awr.org. Have
0: you ever wondered what it means to truly follow God? How do you have quiet time with God? What does it mean to develop a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how do you flourish in that relationship? My name is Chris Holland. Digging Deeper starts now. Friends, I want to welcome you to Digging Deeper. This program is dedicated to seeing individuals like you finding a quality relationship with Jesus Christ by digging deeper in his word. I want to encourage you, if you want more resources, to dig deeper into the Bible, to go to www.awr.org forward slash Bible. As we talk about this whole idea of a personal relationship with Jesus, I'm reminded of a story, really an event. Here in the United States, we have football. Now, I know there are many of you watching around the world. When I refer to football, we think of what in America we call soccer. But I want to talk about American football. I want to talk about the Green Bay Packers. On December the 26th, 1960, at Franklin Field in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, it was the NFL championship, as it was called at that time. And there, the Green Bay Packers were taking on the Philadelphia Eagles, and it was a game of games. It was a battle back and forth and back and forth. As the game was coming to the end in the fourth quarter and of course in American football there are four quarters as it was coming to the end the Green Bay Packers were trailing the Philadelphia Eagles but they had the ball and they were advancing along the lines going further and further and further and then with just a few seconds left the Green Bay Packers called their last timeout Bart Starr was the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, and a man by the name of Jim Taylor was the running back. And as they ran the last play, Bart Starr handed the football to Jim Taylor, and Jim Taylor was tackled just short of the goal line. Time expired, and the Philadelphia Eagles won the game. A man by the name of Vince Lombardi from whom the NFL trophy is now named, the Lombardi Trophy, was the coach of the Green Bay Packers. After the game, it's reported that in the locker room, as Coach Lombardi began sharing with his team, he said these words, this will never happen again. You will never lose a championship. Now the next season, as Vince Lombardi began the practices. He did something very interesting. It was a practice that he would follow for the rest of his career. He gathered the team around, a group of professional football players. And as he gathered them around, he pulled out a football and he said, gentlemen, this is a football. Now some of you might laugh and say, well that's kind of silly, they all know that it's a football. But the point that Vince Lombardi was making was he needed to get back to the very basics, the very fundamentals of the game before he could build on that very foundational principle that that was a football. And I believe that today as we study a passage of scripture, Jesus himself is helping us to understand the foundations. Could it be that the success in leading a Christ-centered life, the success of having a relationship with Jesus is found in some very basic fundamentals? I want us to explore some biblical metaphors that will help us understand, that will help us understand what God is trying to teach us in the very foundations of his faith, of our faith. And those two metaphors are seemingly opposite of one another. Those two metaphors are sitting and walking. I want you to come back in time with me to a little village not too far from Jerusalem, the village of Bethany. There in Bethany, Jesus had friends, Mary and Martha and Lazarus. It is the same Lazarus that Jesus would later raise from the dead. But in Luke, the 10th chapter, beginning in verse 38, we have an interesting story there in Luke 10 and verse 38. Jesus has come to the little town of Bethany and there he goes to visit the home of Mary and Martha and Lazarus. And as they get there, we find one of these basic fundamentals. Luke chapter 10, verse 38, the Bible says, Now it happened as they went, that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. from her. You see, I want you to come back to that that event in history. I want you to imagine that you were there in the home with Mary and Martha. It appears for whatever reason that Martha was not necessarily expecting Jesus at the time he came or that somehow Jesus had surprised them by coming earlier, whatever the case may be, whether this was a surprise visit or Jesus came earlier, Martha was scattered. She was fixing things. And who would blame her? Their Jesus, who many of them had recognized at that point as the Messiah, was in her home. While Martha was Distracted by serving and getting things ready for Jesus. Her younger sister Mary, the Bible says, sat at the feet of Jesus, and there while she sat at the feet of Jesus, she heard his word. It is a fascinating development. Martha is serving, Mary is sitting. At some point in the serving that Martha was doing, she noticed that Mary was sitting. And in noticing that Mary was sitting, very clearly she becomes agitated. She comes to Jesus and she asks Jesus, and actually in the original Greek, she commands Jesus to have Mary help her. And Jesus then said those words... You are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. One thing. And Mary has chosen that good part. What was the one thing that Jesus was communicating was more important than anything else? And that is to sit at the feet of Jesus. I don't want you to miss out, and I'm going to draw this all together in a few moments. But Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. This indicates that Mary had a specific place in which she was sitting and a specific time in which she was sitting. And she was hearing the words from Jesus. The word there here in the original Greek conveys the idea of comprehending and having understanding. It wasn't a casual listening, but she was actually ingesting what she was hearing, comprehending it and applying it and learning. Standing in contradistinction from Mary is Martha, who is distracted. And Jesus teaches this essential principle, foundational to having a faith and a relationship with him. And that is, we must sit and hear the words of Jesus. But I said we were going to look at two different metaphors. I want us to go back further in time to another metaphor. And this metaphor, like I said, is seemingly opposite of the metaphor of sitting. I want us to go back to Genesis chapter five. And I want you to take note there in Genesis chapter five of a man by the name of Enoch. There in Genesis chapter five, verses 21 to 24, what does the Bible say? Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. After he begot Methuselah, Enoch, the Bible says, walked with God. How long did he walk with him? He walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Walking. What does it mean to walk with God? Genesis chapter 6 and verse 9 speaks of Noah, a just man, perfect in his generations. And what does the Bible there say about Noah, who is a just man and perfect in his generations? Noah walked with God. What does it mean? to walk with God. The psalmist writes in Psalm 86 and verse 11, Psalm 86 and verse 11, what does the psalmist say about this whole idea of walking? Psalm 86 and verse 11, what does the Bible say? The Bible says this, teach me your way, O Lord. I will walk in your truth Unite my heart to fear your name. Sitting and walking. Sitting at the feet of Jesus signifies hearing what he has to say. But walking with God, walking with Jesus, signifies the idea of talking. You know, my wife and I on every morning go and we walk together. And while we're walking, we talk to one another. While we're walking, we adjust speed so we're walking at the same pace. While we're walking, we challenge one another. In the same way, to walk with God is, in principle, talking with God, allowing God to challenge you, aligning your self with God. In the military, they refer to this as lockstep. Uh, in, it is in marching where everyone is moving in the same way at the same time. What does it mean to walk with God? God desires that we would be one unit with him. And this happens through first hearing and then walking. And so now in our time having left, utilizing these two metaphors, the question is how do we sit and how do we walk? What does it mean to sit? It means to hear the word of God. How is it that we hear the word of God? There are several different types of hearing the word of God. First, there is the private hearing of the word of God. What does it mean for private hearing? That means, my dear friends, you are taking time to privately, on your own, study and read and hear the word of God. Acts chapter 17 and verse 11 says this about a group of individuals that studied the word of God. Acts chapter 17 and verse 11. What does the Bible say? These Were more fair minded than those in Thessalonica. Who was he speaking of? He was speaking of the individuals in the town of Berea, the Bereans. That they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. You see, the Bereans searched the scriptures daily. My dear friends, we need to daily be searching the scripture. Daily we need to be reading the scriptures. Uh, The late Ravi Zacharias said these words, and they are powerful words for us to consider today. Many years ago, God reached down to me as a teenager in a hospital bed in India with a page from the Gospel of John The book of books is a mirror for the soul and a map for life, meeting our deepest hungers for love, truth, justice, and forgiveness. As you read it, you will find it reading you. I encourage you to let it fill your soul. And a man by the name of Nick Hall, who is the founder of an organization here in the United States called Year of the Bible, said this, everything about our faith is built on the Scripture. But so many of our lives are not. We live our lives based off of good ideas or good talks. Even going to church isn't enough. If you go to church and all you do is listen to podcasts, you're missing out. You need daily bread. God wants to speak to you. My dear friends, daily we need to take time in his word. Some may ask, how do I daily take time? I don't even know, Pastor Holland, how to do that. Friends, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to begin very simply. Begin in one of the Gospels. I would recommend Mark or John. And there begin reading. How much do you read? Read a portion of the scripture each day. Maybe it's a few verses. Maybe it's an entire chapter. And then for me personally, I have a little notebook. And I take time then to reflect on that which I have read. I I take time and I, I ask myself questions. What does this passage say? What is the passage saying to me? And what is Jesus' invitation to me through this passage? You see, how do we sit at the feet of Jesus? By hearing his word through the study of scripture. But the scriptures also talk about something else quite interesting. The scriptures speak of the public reading or public hearing of the word. Paul, in instructing the young preacher Timothy, had this to say in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 13. What does the Bible say? The Bible says, as Paul instructs Timothy, till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. What does that mean? You see, my dear friends, in the New Testament times, many individuals couldn't read. And so they were dependent upon others to read the word of God. And so there is an aspect of our spiritual growth that happens through the reading or more importantly, the hearing audibly of the word of God. Throughout the Bible, Moses in Deuteronomy 31, Joshua in Joshua 8, Josiah in 2 Kings 23, Ezra in Ezra chapter 8, and Jesus in Luke chapter 4, there was public reading of the scriptures. Now, when I talk about the public reading of scriptures, let me be very clear. I want to differentiate this from preaching. You see, preaching the word of God is someone delivering a message with their thoughts about the scripture. The public hearing of scripture is you listening to the word of God read. And in this day and age, it is so easy to find audio Bibles. It is so easy to find those audio Bibles on many of the apps that are available on smartphones. But my dear friends, when we hear something, often we notice things differently than if we're simply reading. And I will tell you in my own devotional practice, I have begun to listen to the Bible all the way through. And it is a fascinating thing that as I just listen, rather than read, I'm noticing things that I've never noticed before. Once again, Nick Hall, the founder of Year in the Bible says this fascinating statement. I've spent the majority of my life not loving the Bible. I think we've taught people that to go to church, to love good music and good preaching, but most of us have not been taught to love the Bible and read the Bible on our own. It's almost like this foundational part of our faith that we're missing. My dear friends, we need to read and study the Bible on our own, but we need to hear the word. Many of us are fortunate to live in countries where we can do this. But throughout time, Satan has done all he can to eliminate this book. You think back in time, during the French Revolution, the Bible was banned. The Bible was burned. The Roman Catholic Church banned the Bible during that time. The French Revolution was motivated by atheism, and it denies the God who gave his word. Roman Catholicism, on the other hand, denies the word which tells us about the God who gave us. That word. My dear friends, there is this important aspect of sitting and hearing the word of God. Throughout the centuries, and we know this time as the Dark Ages, the word of God was seemingly snuffed out, but there were people like the Waldenses in the 11th century who trained up young missionaries, and through their university experience and the professions that they were trained for, they went out amongst the people and shared the word of God. You see, if we're not reading the Bible, then we don't know what the Bible says. If we're not reading and listening to the Bible, we can begin to incorporate views and ideas into our own life that are entirely unbiblical. And thus, we're led away from the biblical foundations that God has laid for us. My dear friends, in these last days, Satan is not only interested in deceiving the world, but he is interested in deceiving the very elect. And we, the only protection against that deception is the word. The only way we know the words of Jesus is to read his words. The only way we know the words of the prophets is to read the prophets. The only way we know what will happen in the future is to spend time in his word, studying his word, and studying where God is leading us. But what about walking? Sitting. Both the private hearing and study, the public hearing of God's Word. But what about walking? What does this mean to come into alignment with God? How do we come into alignment with God? By talking with Him. How do we talk with God? We talk with God through prayer. My dear friends, even Jesus himself prayed. Mark chapter 1 and verse 35, speaking of Jesus, says, Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed into the wilderness, into a solitary place. And there he prayed. The psalmist in Psalm chapter 5, in Psalm 5 and verse 3, has these words of admonition for each of us. My voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning I will direct it to you, and I will look up. What does it mean to walk with God? To walk with God means to communicate with him. To communicate with him through prayer. To talk with him. But not only is it talking with him, but it is listening to him. Psalm 46:10 says be still And know that I am God. Sitting and walking. We walk with God privately. Personal prayer. But we also walk with God publicly. And there is public prayer. My dear friends. As we journey together in digging deeper. The question I have for you today is are you sitting and are you walking? These key essential elements are just as Vincent Bardi said to those group of professional football players, gentlemen, this is a football. And Today, as we talk about sitting and walking, Jesus reaches out and says, this is the Bible. Will we sit at the feet of Jesus and hear his word. Will we walk with him and talk with him so we are in constant alignment with him? My dear friends, over the course of the next weeks, there is a transition that is happening. My good friend, Cami Utman, the speaker for Unlocking Bible Prophecies, has begun a weekly study to help you to learn how to sit at the feet of Jesus and to walk with him. And that study will be taking the place of digging deeper. And so I want you to go right now to www.awr.org forward slash prophecies. That will link you directly to the Unlocking Bible Prophecies YouTube page. There I want you to subscribe, I want you to click on that little bell next to it so you'll be notified of new videos. And Cammie will be leading you on this journey of knowing Jesus more as the scriptures are unlocked and you come face to face with Jesus who loves you and wants you to sit at his feet and walk with him. And then in just a few short weeks, On October the 3rd, Unlocking Bible Prophecies 2.0 will begin. This special 14-day program will be an intensive in studying God's word. My dear friends, Jesus wants you to sit at his feet and hear his word. Jesus wants you to walk hand in hand with him and talk with him and pray. I am appealing to each of you to make a decision today to have a lifetime of sitting and walking with him. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that you have given us your word that we can sit at your feet and then in turn walk with you. Please help us continually sit and walk day by day growing closer to your son Jesus we pray this in Jesus name Amen my dear friends again I want to remind you right now don't hesitate go to www.awr.org forward slash prophecies Sign up for Unlocking Bible Prophecies so you might continue your journey into truth. Because the truth seeker's journey never ends. Keep sitting at the feet of Jesus and hearing his word. Keep walking with him by praying. My dear friends, Jesus is longing for you to enter into this eternal relationship with him of sitting and walking so my dear friends God bless all of you for the last time I say to you continue to dig deep in God's word God bless all of you and continue to follow him Wondered what it means to truly follow.
1: I hope you have enjoyed listening to the end-time prophetic events. Whether you've never before opened a Bible or have been studying it all your life, you will gain new insights from this series. By looking at Revelation and Daniel as well as other books of the Bible, You'll find that the Bible itself clearly unlocks the mysteries of Bible prophecies. This will transform what may feel like a confusing book into something clear and understandable. If you want to learn more Bible truth, or ask a Bible question, or perhaps find freedom, healing, and hope in Jesus, please give us a call. Our WhatsApp number is plus one two four zero two 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 0777. We are certain that you'll gain a deeper understanding of Jesus' love for you and emerge with an even closer relationship with Him. For more information, visit us on the web at bible.awr.org or send us an email at bible.awr.org.